You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. All right. 909, Mornings Lone Star, Lone Star Community Radio, broadcasting live from Conroe Tower Studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. This is Mornings Lone Star, going all the way till 11 o'clock, and we are broadcasting on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, worldwide at IRLoneStar.com, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, and of course, Facebook Live. Just a heads up to those who are listening and watching on Facebook Live, we We'll probably uh, encounter some technical difficulties. We're still working on the internet. We had to move the studio, if you didn't know, last week. And uh, this is our second week in the new studio. But they don't like us uh, broadcasting all the time. Did you know that, Sean? No. Yeah. But we're chocolate. Apparently, we use a lot of data. So for folks who are watching on Facebook Live, uh, just make sure to have a backup. We're going to try to work on our internet stream, too. But... uh, just a heads up, we're trying to solve that issue, but uh, it's temporary, which is nice. I uh, went to the studio this morning, and the walls are getting put up, and the doors are getting framed. So the walls were tumbling down. But so now, now they're being put up. So uh, Are we going to build this studio on rock and roll? No, we're going to build it on uh, on the backs of our children. Uh, <laughs> no, no it, it's, it's looking good. I'm very excited about Studio B and Studio A, and if you didn't know, we're remodeling the studio so hopefully by next week we will be in a uh, brand spanking new studio so yeah well, good morning everybody good morning so today. i'm hanging out with sean or skippy uh he's a local actor in a play going on 12 anger men over there in tomball at stageworks stageworks that's right and so if that's still going on it's still going on we're halfway through the run two more <laughs> weekends and then uh what else is going on? I know. Who, who, do you know who our guest is today? Yes, I do. We have Shannon Dietz from Hopeful Hearts Ministries coming All in right. later today. So that's going to be at 10 o'clock, I believe. I think so. And uh, so if you have any questions about that, we'll post more information on the, uh, you know, sometimes working Facebook. But, uh, but yeah, you know, I saw the And Then There Were None production by the Players Theater Company. Uh-huh. And I will say Dennis and Rick, who are, are, are Holly's new fans, uh, are, no, New fan of Holly's? Holly is a fan, fan of, theirs. of theirs. New fan of theirs. Yes. Gotcha. Because uh, they were really funny, really good. And the whole play, the whole thing was a lot of fun. And I will I will say I didn't know who did it. You but did or did not? I did not. Okay. And, but then I wasn't really actively trying to figure it out. I was just kind of long for the ride. Because I told Holly, I was like, you know, I read this book back when, you know, eighth grade or whatever it was when it was required reading. And then I was, and I blinked. So I was like, I have no idea. I'm just going to sit and enjoy these people act. And someone got shot, but not really shot. Actually, that scared the bejesus out of me. I literally screamed in the in, in, in the theater when the first gunshot happened. I was like, I literally go, oh, dear golly, like that. And Holly looks at me and goes, oh, dear golly. And I was like, well, at least I didn't say like a curse word. I stopped word. myself from the dirty <laughs> But it was like all of a sudden a big big boom. And I was like, Whoa. And uh, now, was it practical or was it a sound effect? It was practical. So someone was off stage with a star no, it was on stage. You can see the 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 flash. Okay. Or maybe it was, but I don't know. Whatever it was, it was loud. 
Okay. And it woke me up because it was probably like at 9 30, 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I was getting kind of tired because I told Holly, like, we're going in. So we ate a big meal at Pacific. And I was like, I'm going to get like really relaxed here. Then I was, I didn't go to bed till like one o'clock. And I was like, I just need to have a fake gunshot neck in the same room as me when I need to stay up and pay attention. Because <laughs> it was loud. And I think they did it twice, I want to say. So especially the second time we knew it was coming. And you're like, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> just, just shoot them already. But uh, it was a very enjoyable production. I encourage everybody to check it out if you haven't had time to do. That's at the Owen Theater. Uh, with then there will be then there were none. Uh-huh. And it's a murder mystery whodunit, and uh, makes me never want to go to an island because that's one of my favorite things in the storyline where it's like, oh, we're actually stuck on this island. <laughs> no, there's no way to get off. No. So don't accept random invitations from people you do not know, even though there's a promise of a party. And right. How convenient that, you know, at the turn of the century, and I'm talking 19th and the 20th centuries, that the writer of the letters to invite everyone to the estate on the island knew that weeks from then there would be a storm raging through to cut off um, egress, yeah. or else it would be really short play. Well, I think that's one of those things that as you're watching... Do you re- the movie? Yeah, you'd be like, "Oh, I need answers," but watching the play, I didn't really care. I didn't like. I didn't really care that the boat guy never showed up again. And no, that's not got the Christie staple where there's one character who just at the beginning to kind of set the tone, and then well, usually it's the that, stage because that was where I was imagining the end scene being. Mm-hmm. Was this guy strolls up and brings all the eggs and stuff, and it's like everyone's dead. And I'm like, what happened here? <laughs> Right? That's, uh, yeah. that's honestly what or I thought. That he's the secret killer. Now, uh, there were two film versions of Ten Little Indians, or and then there were none. Uh, one took place in a like a Swiss chalet in the Swiss mountains. Okay. Instead of a you know an island. Makes and then sense. The second one took place, it was in the desert, and it was in the 70s, early 70s, I think, when it came out. Well, I know they remade it in 2016-17. Oh, they did? The English the Eng- uh, English company did it with a bunch of English, you know, like Sam Neill... Played the general, ooh, ooh, and then missed that. Uh, I'd like to see that. Yeah, like uh, Holly wanted to watch it, and I was like, you know what? I've already seen it. Don't need to see it again. Well, speaking back of the Christie, they did a great film version of Murder on the Orient Express. I uh, tried to watch that, but the accents were too fake. Some of them were, but some, you know, it's just how you know. It's the willing suspension of disbelief. Plus, I have, not willing, I have not a deep willing. hatred for Josh Gad, and it's unexplainable. There you go. Well, it took me a while to even recognize Johnny Depp. Yeah. Oh, he didn't have like a tattoo or something. Yeah, that no, would throw he, you off or he, rings. He'd kind of bu- bu- bulked himself out. But anyhow, there's a, a Kenneth Branagh plays Hercule Poirot, who's the detective. Well, the, uh, they're actually gonna release. I guess you could call it a sequel, but the next Poirot story, which is Death on the Nile. So I'm very much looking forward to that because I was impressed with the. I guess that film. Kenneth actor needs some work, so that's why they're doing. Oh, uh, he's doing just fine. He does a lot of stuff on uh, on the on, stage. I on imagine. Stage. So. so, yeah, well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. We had a good weekend with 12 Angry Men. Because uh, what we do with ours, it's at the end of the show, the audience stays there, and we have an expert come sit on a panel and selected actors sit out there with, with the moderator and the expert uh, on the stage and talk about their experiences. I get to talk about my recent experience as a juror, and the panel expert will give their impressions. It's, we've had... Uh, uh, candidates for judge. We've had judges. We have lawyers. Yesterday, we had a philosophy professor who talked about not the legal 
ramifications of, of a court case, but the philosophical ones. It was pretty interesting. And uh, the audience gets a little extra bang for the buck on that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Dennis want to update real gun with blanks. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I won't become a watch. Uh, I was actually shot. Yeah? Yeah, twice. Uh, you're supposed to use a starter's pistol. Okay. Uh, or a plugged barrel. When you said you saw the flash, that really concerned me because the, the barrel's supposed to be plugged. Because I got two words for you. Well, if it was a revolver. Brandon, uh, Brandon Lee. Well, I know. If it was a revolver, couldn't it flash from the uh, the turning part? The turning part. That's the, the, that's, the cylinder. We can tell that I own a weapon uh, with, yeah, that, with that kind of the, thought. The turning part, the cylinder. Uh, yeah, well, I hope the barrel was plugged because that, well, that's I know, the thing. I know Joey's an officer. Right? Yeah, I, I'm presuming so. they're all safety features are taken into it. I myself personally, uh, it's one of those. Uh, I was. In, right, I get it. We I was in a play. All right, we have. We you need to show up with a list of things you do, will not do, and will do. Well, I will not be on the receiving end. Well, I've been shot at for real, but I've also been shot at. You shot, been shot at for real? Yeah, old job, many many, many moons. Were ago. you like a process server or something? No, I was a corporate investigator. Oh, cool. Yeah. Were you, like, were you, like, crawling around in duck spaces? I know. You know, in reality, air duck spaces don't... They're, they're incredibly filthy, and they don't fit people. Well, yeah. You just fall right through them. Uh, but, no, there I, I, there were moments... I thought we could fit moment. Holly in one. Grease no, Holly, it, yeah. Holly was made to... And just throw her in. <laughs> and be like, slide, slide her through a little... the info. A little slip and slide for Holly. So. Uh, no, on stage, there was a, a stage manager who decided not to follow safety protocols and loaded a gun with blanks, and I was shot at from about three feet away, and the wadding caught me in the chest and the head. And no one knew that the gun had been replaced, not even the person shooting me. And that was, uh, yeah... It's uncool. kind of strange that people replace things and not tell anybody. Yeah, it was, well... You it, think you would leave a sticky note yeah. Like not the, not the same gun, new gun. buds. Mm-hmm. How did they not know it was a different gun in their hand? No, she we were final dress rehearsal, and so Molly, the gal who's supposed to shoot me, brings it out, and she's looking at it weird. But you know, we were in the middle of the scene, and shoots me, and the wadding Man, catches the my dangers, shirt, the and dangers, the dangers, smoldering, and then she freaks out and shoots again, and it catches me. On the forehead, and I have a little divot in my forehead Dangers now. of acting, man. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, well, we got to take our first break in the morning show. Don't forget, we do have a guest coming in. We're really excited about them. We're going to have uh, Hopeful Hearts Ministries. They're going to be coming in. They are community service for domestic abuse and rape survivors. So we're going to learn about uh, that and then about how they help the community. That's going to be on later today. So make sure to stay tuned. We're really looking forward to having Shannon in. And then outside of that, uh, we'll return with more stories and things of the weekend. I know it's Halloween weekend still. I hope everyone had a good weekend. I know I did. And yeah. uh, and yeah. Shannon's due here at 9.30, not 10. Oh, okay, so, good. Yeah, so we... she's probably, like, literally waiting outside. You never know. Let's find out. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com, folks. We are brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, Conroe Coffee, and, of course, Jay Silberg for a county judge. Which is also a reminder, early voting goes all the way, I believe, till, what, the 20, what is it? Uh, blah, 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 when is it? I, I think it's almost over. It should be the Friday, right? Yeah, the, uh, the 2nd. Yeah. November 2nd. So there you go. Is that Friday? Am I right? Yes. All right, good. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio here at IRLoneStar.com. We'll be right back. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, 
Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. My name is Jay Spittleberg. I'm an Iraq War veteran, Naval Academy graduate, certified project management professional, and I'm running for county judge in Montgomery County. We should have a budget and a strategic plan that reflect the priorities in our county. Public safety, flood mitigation, mobility and infrastructure. I will build trust in our county government through transparency and accountability, representing every resident in Montgomery County. I'm Jay Spittleberg, and I'm ready to work for you. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. All right. Welcome back. Mornings Lone Star. Connors FM 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide IRLoneStar.com. We got Shannon coming in talking about Hopeful Hearts Ministries very soon, so stick around for that. I hope you guys are enjoying your morning so far it is monday the 29th and halloween is upon us on wednesday and also early voting people need to check out their local polling locations because you can pretty much vote at any open location just check out mctx.org elections i think there's a lot of motivations reason to get out and vote and uh, go exercise that this week for early voting and then of course on november 6th the voting day it will restrict you where you can vote depending on where you live so uh Make sure to figure that out at one point. Right, and don't forget that even though the polls may close at 7 p.m., if you're in line by 7 p.m., polls stay open yeah. until you until you, you, you catch this, your vote. This just, isn't a, your fancy Woodlands restaurant. <laughs> That's right. But I got some great statistics about early voting. So Montgomery oh, County early voting from the last midterms in 2014, there has been a 275% increase in voters. Almost. Hold on, say that again. So early voting 2017. 14. Last 14. midterms. Four, oh, last midterm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Midterms don't typically bring people out. You've already voted for the president, yeah. you, you know. Uh, traditionally very low. 45,376 people have voted. That's almost 5,000 a day for early voting so far. Uh, I took my mom early voting yeah. the other day. Uh, it we were in line for a bit. Fortunately, it was very very smooth process. I, I got to say, whoever the uh, the election captain was at the South uh, Library Branch location in the Woodlands, they probably look, they probably work at the local butchery. They're used to hurting that cattle. That could be. They just they had to go. You go there. You go there. Come on now. It was wonderful. We had some candidates to uh, talk to me. Talk to my mom. In fact, we even held up the line for a bit, and people were like. <coughs> And I turned around and was like, listen, no one's getting in front of us. And 
you, you know, you're going to vote in the same amount of time because there were like still 100 people in front of us. We just stopped because all these, one, once one candidate realized that I wanted to talk to them and get information, we had more coming in. We had some of the candidates who've been on the air with us, Matt cool. Beasley, Lorraine and Perez. Oh, uh, wonderful. Uh, Aren't you Melanie a celebrity? Bush. Well, yeah, but I wanted them to talk to my mom, too, so she could make her opinions known. And it was very, very interesting. Got in the vote. I had a couple of moral quandaries I had to... Uh, moral quandaries. Yeah, I had to think about who I wanted to vote for. Because um, I, I don't believe in straight-ticket voting, personally. Well, no one does anymore after this after, year. This is the last time. Now, I know people are going, oh, there's problems. And it, there have been some, in Harris County particularly, there have been some straight-ticket voting issues where all I'll say is look at, at the, at the end, it'll, it'll recap everyone you voted for. Just have a look. It's not... A conspiracy on the other side, it's a glitch that sometimes it'll reverse a vote, and you just have a look. It's nothing nothing radical, and both sides have been affected equally, so it kind of cancels well, out. Well, it's always going to I mean, if there's one story, that means it's happening everywhere. Duh. Oh, yeah, no, it's happened, but... No, it's happening like, everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Every, it's yeah. like, uh, what was that Robin Williams movie, Man of the Year, Man of the Century, yeah. where they, the, there's a glitch that elects basically John Stewart president. Yeah. Oh, that was a good movie. It was funny until they turned into some kind of spy thriller, and then it kind of lost me. Yeah. Yeah. Have you voted yet? No, I plan on voting this week. Okay. Uh, do understand with the record turnout, and I mean, people have been spent standing in line for hours, so there's a record turnout. I know that voting day, is you're going to be in line for hours, potentially, so do be aware of that. If you can early vote, here's the thing. If there's going to be any nasty surprises, they probably would have happened by now. Yeah. Any, what they call an October surprise. And today's October 29th. You know, uh, maybe Halloween. I don't know if they'll let you dress up. Do know that you can't wear anything that promotes a candidate or a cause. So if you have a MAGA hat or if you have a Beto T-shirt... You're going to have to turn the T-shirt. You really can't out. wear a MAGA hat? He's not running for anything. Doesn't matter. Really? You can't have any type of... Doesn't so, matter. So you couldn't, wear, you couldn't do Clinton Gore, like, 94 or whatever. You're, like... Now, that's a question. I'd like to get a legal... Because uh, some people still have those, opinion on that? have those things. Yeah, I remember, don't blame me. I voted for McGovern. And you got to really dig back to... That was Nixon McGovern uh, back in the 70s. Well, that's one thing I love about movies where they try to they try to throw that in there. To give you a kind of a, an idea of time, and most of the time they pick someone that like, no one knows, like what the heck you're talking about. So you're like, uh, who, who? What year what? is this? What was that? It's old. That's what year it is. But yeah, so you can't do that. You'll have to put your self. They want you to turn your cell phone off, but just put it on silent. Uh, you can't help someone out. Meaning, if if you have your uh, like your elderly mom, and we did this with my dad last time, I couldn't help him in the booth. But they have volunteers there that'll sit you down and talk you. Yeah, how do we everything. get to these volunteers? Oh, they're they're everywhere. All you got to do we, is how do we convert them? Oh, how do we convert them? Say, hey, who do I want to vote for? Actually, they'd be trying to convert you. Here, let me vote for you. But no, very smooth process. I'm I'm liking this uh, process. I'm liking this midterm election. Okay. So get out and vote. Get out and vote. Mctx.org/slash/election, and I know uh, a lot of people are doing that, which mm-hmm. is great. So, more people involved, the better. We can't complain about the result, right? Well, here's the thing. I, you know, people that say, oh, if you don't vote, you don't have a right to complain. Sure you do. You don't have to. A doesn't equal B. I just, if you didn't vote and you're complaining, <clears throat> I'll listen, but I'll point out, didn't you exercise it? Because 
at that point, you get in the conversation of popular vote versus electoral college. You, you know, well, I did vote, but it doesn't matter because Texas will stay red, you know, whatever. It's always great to just have a conversation with voting. And I had a, I had a ball voting, and I know you will too. So be one of the 45,306 people thus far who have voted in early voting. Get out there and vote. Yeah. Or else. Well, in other news, you know, did you see all the, the Pittsburgh shooting and things like that? I did. Yeah, you know, what's interesting was Holly uh, was involved with the, uh, I guess, I don't know how to say it, say it. She's, she converted to Judaism. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about how that was one of the, when she was going through it, that was the most surreal thing because there's armed guards everywhere. And this is in Houston. And she's like, i just never seen that before. But everywhere, especially during the holidays, mm-hmm. it'd just be like, it'd be ramped up. And I was like, well, that's kind of different. But it's kind of sad to hear about it what is. happened there. And especially, I don't know if you saw any of the, the social media followings of this guy. It's kind of the first pictures that go up. It's pretty incredible that some people like that are uh, still believing in a lot of that stuff. It, it, it truly is. Talk about and- conspiracy theorists. Right, and we had, well, speaking of conspiracy theorists, you know, we had two incidents. We had the uh, idiot bomber, who, the, the worst bomber known in the history of mankind, 12 bombs and can't get one to go off. And then the shooter, who is, um, what was his name? Robert uh, Bowers is his name. And usually I don't give the name of a bad guy, but this one just is so bad, I want the world to know who he is, uh, allegedly, but he's pretty much caught red-handed. Uh, the thing that kind of disheartened me during the original The Bomber, and this is on both sides, uh, Republicans tended to really want it to be a Democrat making the bombs look like it came from them. And I myself had questions. I, I was keeping an open mind, but it was like, okay, postage wouldn't get this thing delivered. Why aren't there postmarks? I, you know, I, I said, I want, I think I even did this on the air, saying I want these questions answered. I didn't want, I didn't want it to be a Democrat, but I, I just wanted questions answered. When it came out, and, and if you notice, once again, the media was largely silent, social media was largely silent on, on it until they found out that this guy was a Trump supporter. And then all of a sudden, he's the MAGA bomber, you know? And I, there were some friends that I had to stop following for a while because I, I got into a conversation with one where she's like, yeah, this is Trump. Trump radicalized this person. And I pointed out, well, no, he actually... Sounds like he's been radicalized for a while now. Well, quite a while. His first bomb arrest was in 2002. Uh, his first arrest was in 1991. So I'm pointing this out going, stop making this about the fit the thing. Yeah. This is a bad guy. Who's off. She's like, well, no, it was Trump that threw him over the edge. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. I tried pointing it out that st- you're happy. I'm happy that a bomber is off the streets. You're only happy that it's a Republican. And and because I had a lot of people just wail like, on me, people I never heard of before. Yeah. Oh, you're this and that, and I was like, I, I no more. Now let's go flash forward a couple of days to Robert Bowers, who's this shooter who actually killed people and is a total jackwad. You know, this con yeah. scum uh, hates Trump. He's not a you know if he'd been a Trump supporter, oh my God, we'd be hearing it. But because he's a Trump hater, it's a non-issue to the media. And that just it bugs the heck out of me, Dick. Well, I think they do it. They they definitely have a procedure where they go, "Hey, full steam ahead. This is what we're doing." But then again, it's just like the, the, that's how they make money. So I don't see why anyone's really surprised. It is, but it just it, it gets old fast. I and every conservative that I know is happy 
that the bomber got caught and no one got blown up. Yeah. Truly, we are. We don't care Republican or Democrat. And the fact that he's a Republican or a Trump supporter, it doesn't matter to us. We are ha- we'd be no less happy. Uh, and we are happy that the Pennsylvania shooter, the synagogue shooter, uh, I, I'm sad he's still alive, to be honest, but he'll, he'll get the uh, American judici- judicial system up close and in person. Yeah. But, yeah, so I'm glad he got caught, and my heart goes out for the 11 people killed in that. Just there's, It sucks. Yeah. And it goes beyond politics. These things go beyond politics. They should politics well, shouldn't I'm, get I'm to the point of bombing. I'm curious to see what, what the rhetoric will be after the election. Because I feel like there's always... Uh, come on in. Our guest just arrived. Yay. So there, there always seems to be kind of like a down period for a little bit, and then it will go back, especially how polarizing the current political climate is. Yeah, it's called the honeymoon, and, and that's exactly what it is. The party that wins or the party that tends to win will, will get a few days of being able to say, we won, but then immediately, within seven days, seven news cycles. Because now I'm seeing stuff about Brazil, and I'm like, well, why am I seeing stuff about Brazil? But apparently there's something big happened over there. But uh, you want to get ready for our guest? Yeah, absolutely. All and right. just to let you know, in 12 seconds or less, Brazil's gone through a radical political shift, and the conservatives have been voted president there in a traditionally non-conservative country. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how it turns out. Okay. Okay, so we've got Shannon going to be joining us with Hopeful Hearts Ministries. We're going to get her set up, so we're going to break. We are sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, Bean Punk Coffee, a.k.a. Conroe Coffee, and Jay Stittleberg for a county judge. We'll be back. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. My name is Jay Stittleberg. I'm an Iraq War veteran, Naval Academy graduate, certified project management professional, and I'm running for county judge in Montgomery County. We should have a budget and a strategic plan that reflect the priorities in our county. Public safety, flood mitigation, mobility and infrastructure. I will build trust in our county government through transparency and accountability, representing every resident in Montgomery County. I'm Jay Stittleberg, and I'm ready to work for you. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Welcome back. Mornings with Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. 939 on the dot on the eve of Halloween Eve. Eve. 
I'm three days out. I had to think about that one real quick. So we're on the eve of the cool. eve of the eve of Hall- All Hallows Eve. Hey, check it out. There's still fog outside. 63 degrees. Going to go up to 84 degrees. Yeah, it was very eerie degrees. this That morning. was weird. Well, driving up from the Woodlands, heading southbound, there was a a, a, a crunch scenario going on. And uh, so huge traffic going southbound on 45. I'm sure they got it clear by now. But do be cautious out there. Uh, fog's supposed to go away probably within the next half hour or so. Going to get up to mid-80s today. Whoa. Today, tomorrow. And then um, back into the 70s, only a 1% chance of rain. They tell me 0%, but we don't believe in going all or nothing. So we're going to hedge our bets and say 1%. Sunset tonight, 6.35 p.m. And I think coming up, I think it's this Sunday, this or next Sunday, uh, it'll be the, re- the end of daylight saving time. Saving singular. Cool. There you go. So anyhow, we have Ms. Shannon Dietz in the studio. Shannon is the founder of Helpful Hearts Ministry. Uh, welcome, Shannon. Thank you. Good to have you in the studio with I'm us. I'm glad to be here. Wonderful. So first off, we got to ask, what the heck is Helpful Hearts Ministry? <laughs> we are a 501c3, 501c3 nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, we aid in the long-term recovery of survivors of abuse. So we work with um, both women and men that are you know, later on in life in their 40s, 50s, 60s that have never dealt with whatever abuse that they suffered in their past. Have you noticed a a change? Because I know for for decades, there's always the stigma, just say nothing, you know, it'd be a a movie of the week kind of thing, but it always happened to the other person. (laughs) But now I think the last year in particular, last year or so with Weinstein and everything else is coming out, it's kind of coming out of the shadows, Mm -hmm. as it were. Well, definitely. I mean, the hashtag Me Too helped our ministry just because I'd already been doing this for eight years and people couldn't understand, you know, well, why why hasn't anybody talked about this? Or why are they just now getting help for something that happened to them, you know, 20 years ago? And I think it helped to understand that the shame and the guilt kept people from talking Mm -hmm. and kept people from really working through it. And I think, you know, I'm in my 40s, so my generation and definitely my parents' generation, you were just told, don't talk about it. We don't want to work. We don't want to deal with it. Um, And so it it definitely helped bring a light to the importance of what our ministry is and that healing is very important no matter what age you are or how far removed you are from the actual abuse. So what does Helpful Hearts literally do i do do they offer um a safe haven counseling services blankets you know we're mainly yeah so no we're mainly peer support okay and then we offer empowerment programs and so um within our own facility in kingwood we do in the houston you know service the greater houston area we do healing yoga um just breathe which is open to the public and that's a, a a course where we focus on breathing techniques to overcome anxiety, triggers, stress, um, just different things to help give you tools in your toolbox to be able to move forward and to heal. But the biggest thing is the peer support. Mm -hmm. And I work with, and we have a Spanish ministry too, and so myself and then our Spanish peer support, we work with people one-on-one in person, or I can work with people by phone, Skype, that kind of thing. So we work with people all over the United States, actually. Dick has an ongoing plan to to buy a whole bunch of those old Segways, scooters, and put an (laughs) iPads on them. So you may want to think of bigger outreach. Right, okay. Um, Now, obviously, with a lot of uh, nonprofits that that deal with certain causes, Mm -hmm. I think their goal is to be put out of business. Right. You know, a lot of people say, I, I'm dealing with uh, 
homelessness, and I'd love to not, ha- you know, oh, for it to be gone. Oh, my gosh, absolutely. So with that in mind, knowing that I'm sure you would love to not, for, for Healing Hearts to just fold for lack of business. Exactly. Is... Has there been a growth? Is it a, unfortunately a growth industry? I mean, it's funny that you say that because I often say, you know, it's we are so, I hate to say that, but busy. Um, I mean, more and more people are calling in, more and more people. Um, people say, how do you advertise? I said, you know, mainly it's by word of mouth. Or they just find me, you know, on our website or Facebook. Um, but we are, we are, almost too busy and it's sad it's a catch-22 you don't want necessarily to be this busy in regards to what we're dealing with I would love I mean that's another thing we have an outreach program called I have a voice and we do these videos of different survivors um, men and women talking about various abuses mental physical sexual emotional spiritual abuse and just talking about their healing journey and that that reaches other people and they say oh I'm not alone and I can talk about this But one thing we would like to do is the more that people can talk, hopefully the generations coming forward, and I think this is starting to happen, they're more empowered to say, to have that voice and to say, you can't do this to me, or I won't accept that, or to have their boundaries so that that abuse can't continue, that, you know, it won't perpetuate. And where are you based and how far does your reach go? We're based out of Kingwood. Um, a one-on-one is kind of the Houston area, but we're a national, non, we're almost international, really international. I've worked with people in, in England, Germany, Africa, Poland. Um, I work with them by Skype. So Wow. Yeah. Now, technology really has changed the way people can, you know, recover. Right. Yeah, and I've noticed, <clears throat> like on Facebook the other day, I, I saw there was almost a, a text-to-therapist thing, and I know... I'm sure battle lines are split down the middle on that. People are going, mm-hmm. well, that's just kind of popcorn yeah. therapy. But on the other hand, it gives someone an outlet because right. who's not woken up in the middle of the night saying, I need I need to talk to someone. I, I got to text someone. Right. And I have a lot of people, you know, that I work with and they're free to then text me. I mean, because sometimes in that moment, if you're having kind of an anxiety attack or or you had a nightmare or something came to you, you just need that reassurance that I'm not alone or that I'm not going crazy or this isn't, you know, and all, it's just a simple, you're going to be fine. Remember how strong you are, just that empowerment and that positivity. I, I think on any kind of healing journey, just conveying that whoever is suffering is not alone. Right. I, exactly. I think that's a huge thing. Right. And, and that's why peer support is so important. I mean, we definitely want to make sure people get the good, you know, true therapy and go to whoever they need to go to. But we're, we coincide, you know, alongside other um, conventional therapies. But peer support, I'm a survivor. I'm a survivor of incest and date rape. And they know that I have walked in their shoes. They know that I know how hard it is, that it hurts, that it's not easy. But then they also see that you can come on the other side of it and not just survive, but thrive. Very good point, uh, peer counseling, peer-to-peer. Uh, there's mm-hmm. another nonprofit that we love called uh, Emergency Chaplain Group, mm-hmm. and they provide peer-to-peer counseling for first responders. Right. And all their chaplains, all their counselors have to have worn the badge at mm-hmm. some point. Right. Because it's easy to say, well, I, I, I must know what you feel like, as opposed to, I know what you feel I, like. Exactly. I know the journey that you're going through, and it's difficult. It's hard. 
Do you have any events coming up? Because obviously we want to spread the word about this. Right, we do. Actually, Thursday night, we have an event called Trauma Brain. And we have a therapist who specializes in trauma coming in. And it's more like an answer, you know, a question-answer session where you can ask about any kind of trauma. It doesn't even have to be sexual abuse or physical abuse. It could be that you've gone through the flood or you've had a traumatic car accident or, you know, something major, lost of a child or... Um, and it's, she's, it focuses on the physiological aspect mm-hmm. of why we might react or respond then later on to different circumstances in life because of what we have suffered. And um, people, that, if you can't come and if you're not in the Houston area and you can't come to our facilities in Kingwood, we are going to air it um, via a conference call, really? a video conference call. Again, a great use of technology. Right, exactly, exactly. So they can dial in and either go by video or by, um, you know, just audio. But if they want to do that, they can email me at hopefulhearts333 at gmail.com and to get set up for that. So that's hopefulhearts, Heart. plural, 333 at gmail.com. Yes. Sir. Now, if people wanted to find out, uh, is there a, a Facebook page or a website that people could go to to find we out? We do. More? Our Facebook page is Hopeful Hearts Ministry. Mm-hmm. That's and Plural Hearts Singular Ministry. Correct. Okay. Correct. And then I have a website, hopefulheartsministry.com. Dot com. Okay. Yes. So if you go well, to .org, may not be her. So yeah, or just there. Google Hopeful Hearts Ministry or Shannon Dietz, and you'll find it. It'll be the first thing that pops up. So okay. Yeah. Well, one thing I got a question for, like it's faith-based. So mm-hmm. f- for those who say that d- aren't faith-based. Correct. It, you, we work with anybody. A- anybody. Right. It's just they need to know that I, I am a Christian, and so that is what helped me. But yeah. I work with anybody. I have many people that come in um, that, don't, that were never brought up in any kind of, any type of faith or religion, or they don't even have to be Christian. Of course, I work with anybody. Mm-hmm. If, any denomination of any faith base, you know, whatever. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. I have a young man right now I'm working with, um, you know, that, I mean, he, he uh, was in human, tra- human trafficking when he was younger. And, um, and so it's just, he respects what I have, but I don't push that on anybody. I just, again, it's just walking through that experience with well, them. Because so. the experience is, <clears throat> you know, abuse has no denomination. Right, and, right. And so I think it's the... Uh, the sharing of the uh, incidents itself right, right. That, that helps bring people together. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Thank you. So we want do want to let people know Hopeful Hearts Ministry. That's more than one heart, but only one ministry. Uh, they do have an event on Thursday uh, at their Kingwood facility, but if you can't make it, there's going to be Skype available. A right. great use of technology here. And it's 7 p.m. Thursday night. It's I failed to say that. 7 p.m. Central Daylight Time. Yes. All right. Well, Shannon, thank you so much for coming in and letting us know thank about you. this. And the website one more time. Hopefulheartsministry.com. I did uh, add it on our Facebook page, uh, our Facebook feed. Okay, I good. linked it for everybody so they can check it all out. Oh, good. And good stuff like that. Thank you. Uh-huh. Shannon, we appreciate you being here. We appreciate your strength, and we appreciate you putting this together to help others going um, through it. Thank you for the time. I do appreciate it. Our pleasure. All right. It is 9.50 on the dot here in the studios. We're going to go grab another break, but we're going to be back and talk all kinds of mayhem and hijinks. Stay tuned. Well, you don't know where to go to. Why don't you go where fashion sits? Putting on the ritz. Different. 
Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. My name is Jay Spielberg. I'm an Iraq War veteran, Naval Academy graduate, certified project management professional, and I'm running for county judge in Montgomery County. We should have a budget and a strategic plan that reflect the priorities in our county. Public safety, flood mitigation, mobility and infrastructure. I will build trust in our county government through transparency and accountability, representing every resident in Montgomery County. I'm Jay Spittleberg, and I'm ready to work for you. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Come, let's mix. We're Rockefellers. Walk with sticks or umbrellas in the mix. Putting on the Ritz. Putting on the Ritz. All right. Welcome back. Mornings with Lone Star. IRLoneStar.com. Connors FM 104.5, 106.1. And, of course... On Facebook Live, Morning's Lone Star. We are hanging out in the Conroe Tower studio. Special thanks to our guests who is just in. Don't forget Hopeful Hearts Ministry. And Sean, they have an event. Is it this Thursday? Yeah, this Thursday evening at 7 p.m. And if you go to hopefulheartsministry.com or just look them up on uh, on Facebook, uh, you'll find out more. Or you look up Shannon Dietz. That's, that's H-A-N-N-O-N-D-E-I-T-Z. A wonderful lady in the studio. If you missed that interview, you definitely want to play it again. Uh, it's just that, you know, that that, that tightrope we have to walk sometimes. She, mm-hmm. What an amazing story, uh, especially her history. Those of you who listened before know that I typically do the, how did you come up with this idea? Did you wake up one Tuesday morning? And obviously, you know, Shannon talking, who had the courage, just the flat-out courage to, to say on the air, I'm an incest survivor. I, I'm a yeah. gay rape survivor. I mean, that's just, at that point, it's like, well, I'm not... I know how you formed your organization, and of course. And, uh, you know, she and I talked off the air because I have a former spouse who herself was uh, an incest survivor, and I know the different routes it can take and the effects it can have on someone to, to their, obviously their detriment. So uh, Dick and I are definitely team Hopeful Hearts Ministry here. Uh, definitely check them out. And if you have gone through any kind of a trauma or you you know someone who has, hey, slip them, the, uh, slip them the URL. Let them know. I think it's a great idea. And I, I, I'd like for them to go out of business, as I said earlier, from lack of, uh, lack of clients. 
but that's not going to happen anytime soon. They are not five hundred one c three, so I know they could use your donations. Are there other types of nonprofits that are like five hundred one three a or something? Oh yeah, five hundred one c four. Yeah, there there are various kinds. Okay, mm-hmm. what's the difference? Uh, it all gets down to the, the tax deductibility of what you can donate. Oh, how or, much you can donate. Uh-huh. Okay. Or uh, what service they provide. 501c3 must provide some kind of a service. Okay. So you know all about that. I am the head of a 501c3. It's so cool. Yeah. All right. So let's transition a little bit. It's 957. Okay. Uh, if you're on Facebook, let us know anything that we're messing up or how the, the stream's going. I did just get a message from IT that they were working on allowing us to do a little bit more with our Facebook feed. So hopefully, I have no idea how it's going. It says green the whole time. So hopefully, it's going okay. Cool. Does it mean like we'll be able to post emojis or something? No, it's more of just uh, what we're allowed to send out, how much data. Gotcha. Because so. we send out twice the data that most anyone else because that's how good we that's are. That's how good we, we are. We will fill each... each uh, broadcast with trivia news thoughtful thought-provoking discussion thoughtful thought-provoking that was wrong skippy but you know what i'm talking about halloween's coming up halloween's coming up and it's on a wednesday and most all the events happened last weekend Mm -hmm. so how do you predict halloween being a full halloween day do you think a lot of people are going to go out uh well i think like during daytime a lot of businesses will have their their halloween stuff i have a friend i'm so jealous because he came up with the ultimate workplace halloween costume okay he was an executive producer for a local uh news network or local network and so what he did he showed up that morning normally and then he left for a little bit you know like go to the bathroom he came back and he had like a make a bite on his neck like yeah man something just bit me I, i ran away but you know he was growling and stuff and then throughout the day he'd excuse himself and get more zombified you know, like I'm dying, and and then at the end of the day, he came out in full zombie makeup because he'd been turned. And I thought it was brilliant. I, I'm really jealous that he thought of that before I did. Well, I think it's funny that the day, the 31st, the day of the 31st, isn't as celebrated as it used to be. Well, because it is All Hallows Eve, and that's where so, Halloween comes from. Hallows evening. Well, and, I meant more of just like the events and people doing things because. People, it's it's almost like they see it as an inconvenience unless it's you make it convenient. The convenient thing is to go on Saturday to the local area. Yeah, trunk Halloween. Or, uh, All Hallows Eve is a date specific. Yeah. Holiday for the Wiccans. Halloween <laughs> should be Halloween should be a weekend thing for that very purpose. Uh, get get kids out. They may even change that one day. Who who knows? Uh, well, I mean, Chris of the Ticket Sub is like strongly against that kind of behavior. He's a huge Halloween Eve guy. Like, he loves, he even saw, we, we asked, hey, what are you doing? He's setting up pumpkins, and he has a little fire thing with all these pumpkins in his yard, and he, like, mm-hmm. really gets into it. But he does it just on the 31st. Great idea. I, myself, will be playing Dumbledore this Halloween. I've been uh, hired by a, a company that provides characters Okay. for a party that's happening on Halloween. So I'm leaving the broadcast today to go get my Dumbledore costume and go get it uh, altered. <clears throat> so that, that'll be fun. Ordinarily, my Halloween costume is just uh, my normal clothes with the backstory. Okay. Like one year I was a uh, uh, Tim Conway stunt double. Um, you know, stuff like that. That could be anybody. Well, Dennis is letting us know if you want to do something in the Connor area, they're at Martin's Hall in downtown Connor from 7 to 11. Folk Family Revival will be... Uh, playing and you wear your costume and tickets are $15 at the door. That's on Wednesday. 
for Halloween. Wonderful. I, Thank well, you. I think it's more of just seeing all the emails and everyone trying to promote their Halloween. It's never on the 31st. Like, I think, you know, like, out of every 10 things we get, one of them might be on Halloween. And right, Holly, it's all the buildup, too. And it? Holly even asked me, she's like, should we even get candy and stuff? I and told Mrs. Skip, yeah, same thing. She, she bought a big bowl, and I'm like, we're not going to get any trick-or-treaters in our neighborhood, but I suggested she go to my mom's house. Yeah. With, you know, they can sit out front and smoke and drink sherry and, and pass out candy to kids. Well, I, mean, I think that's something that I miss, and you just don't know as a parent, because I'm, I, I would say I'm closer to my parents' age than when I was a kid, saying like, you know, mm. doing Halloween things. Man, something's really going on. Uh, yeah, that is just a test, right? Yeah. Okay, the I bombs aren't, the missiles aren't flying, are they? Well, if I actually learned basically every time this goes off, it doesn't mean it's going off on the FM. What it's doing is the state and the national and the government send test signals every on a calculated thing just to make sure it's receiving a signal. Got you. Well, listeners wondering so, who we're talking about. If you can't hear in the background, the emergency broadcast alert is blaring away behind us. Yeah, well, that's the way it is. We want to make everyone safe. But uh, but no, I think it's it, we were fortunate enough to be in a neighborhood where people got together and did things for Halloween. Mm-hmm. But you know, after we moved from that neighborhood, we never really had. It's very that hit or miss. Of, Some neighborhoods yeah. are very popular for it. Uh, my particular village in the woodlands, we we got ravaged by floods so, so bad that we're still rebuilding. Uh, uh, we have probably two or three houses on my. St- Street that have something, you know, the witch who smashed into the tree or the graveyard, or, you know, the headstones in the front yard kind of thing. Uh, but I think a lot of porch lights will be out in my neighborhood, but nearby there will be other ones. Yeah. Interesting. Because I, I always, that was probably the most fun I've had as a kid, considering. Oh, I, yeah, I agree. I was, I would like, I wish my grandkids lived closer because I love, always loved taking my kids out trick or treating. Uh, and I remember the last year of my son, he was about. 13, 14. Uh, my daughter is 16, so now I know she's too old and too cool to have dad take her trick-or-treating. She's dressing Plus up. Plus, she can go buy candy if she really wants candy. Right, right. But she's dressing up as female Doctor Strange Okay. The, the, this year. I think that's awesome. She does have a little crush on Doctor Strange. I'm going to send a strongly worded letter to Benedict Cumberbatch to, for him to keep away from my daughter. Well, how does that, uh, why is she dressing up if she's not trick-or-treating? Oh, she's trick-or-treating, just not trick-or-treating with dad. Oh, Okay. You know, it's one of those things. Uh, another thing is happening. The House of Fear being put on by the Conroe Professional yes. Firefighters Foundation happening on Halloween, Wednesday, 6 to midnight, and that's at 1111 League Line Road. So I think it would be awesome. Now, is that that's at the uh, uh, outlet center, yeah. right? Yeah, it's right. Uh, I've, I've actually seen it. Is it cool? So, yeah, I mean, they, they put a lot of work into it. So hopefully I, I want to go. It's hopefully it's something they do every year. I think the fire department's trying to do something more involved with the holiday, like specific holidays. And the more and more they do, the more important I think they come to the community besides saving our lives in a fire. Well, my Dumbledore gig is like 5 to 10 p.m. So I'm going to try and race up from there to get to the the, the haunted um, the house of fear because it sounds like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a. If you know of any other Halloween shenanigans, let us know. We'll uh, post it on our page and talk about it if we can. And thanks, listener Dennis, for pointing out the live music at Martin Hall. Martin Hall, absolutely. Well, cool. We'll, we'll, let's take a break. Okay, you'll we'll come back. Got some local headlines and yeah. some national stuff. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio mornings with Lone Star. We will be right back as soon as we hear a message from Conroe Coffee, soon to be steampunk, bean punk. Sorry, bean punk. 
And then, of course, uh, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning and Jay Stittleberg for County Judge. Get out and vote, folks. Early voting's going on. Just check out mctx.org slash election. We will be right back. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Lone Star Boxer Rescue is a nonprofit organization serving Montgomery County and surrounding areas dedicated to the health and well-being of the boxer breed. Lone Star Boxer Rescue is run and managed 100% by volunteers since 1999. Our main objective is to rescue, rehabilitate, and rehome boxers that come to us from many sources, including local animal shelters, owner surrenders, and strays. For more information about Lone Star Boxer Rescue, visit our website at lsbr.org. Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, 
check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back. Morning to Lone Star, Dick and Skippy, 1008 on the dot in the Lone Star Emergency Backed Up Studios. We are, I, I know, uh, listener Clint, a.k.a. the Reverend, uh, he was uh, hoping we'd have a new studio all lined up. Not yet, my friend. Not yet. Good things come to those who wait. Perhaps. 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 But we are broadcasting live on Facebook Live. So check out Mornings Lone Star, Lone Star Community Radio. Uh, yeah, we were doing all that. It's good to be back and smooth sailing, hopefully, this week. We uh, pretty much all of our shows are back on, on track. We're just going to finish up the studio, the new one, and then see how that goes from there. But uh, yeah, looking forward to it. So, Dick, we were talking about Halloween before the break, and okay. a thought that hit me earlier because you know it's been going around. You have the, you know, they had a slutty Handmaid's Tale costume that got pulled from the store. You know, you know that TV what? show, The Handmaid's Tale. I didn't realize that was a movie. That was a TV series. No, there's a movie. Back in the '80s. With, oh, with a Sigourney Weaver, I think. No, it was with a. Uh, it was with Liam Nielsen's uh, late wife. Oh, Natasha Richardson. Yeah, she was in it, and it had a bunch of other famous I, people, I, and I was right. really surprised to see that. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's nothing new, but, you know, they, they had a slutty version of it. Well, it got pulled, and the company's like, oh, we're so sorry. We didn't mean to offend. And you got people saying, oh, you can't dress up as an Indian, or, you know, pirates are offensive to one-eyed people, and you can't be a hunchback because that's offensive. Or it's cultural appropriation. You know, that's a lot yeah. of things. You well, isn't the whole idea of the handmaid's get-up is supposed to be oppression? Right. So if you make it... So if you make a comment, if you make a social commentary on it, if you make it scandalous, isn't that kind of like expression? Yes, so I know. it's like oh, yeah, man. It's, it's what we call irony. But man. this is a question I have, Dick, and I, I don't want to get all the boys are sad. I don't want to get too deep into this, but so we have people telling us you can't culturally appropriate, you can't be an Indian because you know it's a cultural appropriation. You can't wear a red Chinese dress to your prom because you're not Asian. That's cultural appropriation. Yet these the same. I don't want to say the same people, but the same mindset is you can identify, you know, you can say I'm a black woman. You can but identify like, a different gender. I feel a lot of the conversation doesn't really conclude anything. Like, everyone's going to be kind of saying it. And I think w- with the new way people communicate in the past 10, 15 years, we're just hearing more of the min- like single minority people because they have a vo- everyone has a voice now. Mm-hmm. And I think it, I really don't think it has – it might have, like, a long, long-term impact using that kind of stuff. But I think the most practical people look at it and they're like, "All right, no, like they're gonna, they're gonna, it's gonna hit a wall when it gets to the important part of like changing the way." So, in regards to the Halloween, how do you feel yeah. with it? Some people going, you know, oh, you can't. I'm not gonna give you candy. You're dressed up like an Indian, and you're not. I an mean, Indian. I, it's, I don't want to go Megyn Kelly on it, but it's like, to me, I don't really feel, I don't really feel offended easily. Mm-hmm. I guess. But I think it's also you have to have some self-awareness of your decisions. And, you know, like right now it would be a really bad idea to dress up as a Nazi. And you saw and, that story going around the guy who and like, why would to wear you a, do that? a Nazi costume. I mean, outside of a, a historical reason. He dressed his kid up as Adolf Hitler, and that's, so, I think that's crossing a line. I mean, it, well, it's just kind of like, well, why, why would you want to do that? Unless it's for a historic, reenactment historical reason or you're mm-hmm. in a movie or something. But also it's like... Maybe that's what they wanted to do. Why else would people make that kind of decision? Mm-hmm. I think it, I mean. Well, some people, you know, if you're given a right or you want to exercise a right, you want, you know, you have the same jackwad to walk into a Starbucks with an AK-47 strapped to their back because I'm constitutionally protected yeah. where I mean, you know you're causing grief. 
You know, I mean, it, it, and then that's the worst decision to make because you're gonna get you're gonna get looked at, and when you get looked at, they're always gonna find they're always gonna mark it down or say, oh, this guy actually has a warrant out for his arrest from ten years ago, not paying a speeding ticket bill. Or here's and, the thing: most people that walk into a Starbucks with a you know AK forty seven strap at their back, they're they're, they're clean as a whistle, uh, you know, warrant wise. They're exercising a right, and they have the right to do it. But just because you can do and this is something that I think separates us from the monkeys, just because you can do something, you don't have to yeah. every time. Well, I mean, again, like, it comes down to the individual making that decision. To mm-hmm. me, I always do it case by case. Absolutely. And, like, you know, the you. like the, the, sl- the slutty, uh, what do you call it? Hand uh, hand tail. Tail. Uh-huh. Like, to me, that's just kind of like, if that's what you want to do, you can do it. And then it... it it, it comes, it, what it comes down to is the, what happens. Like, kind of like that young girl from high school who wore an Asian style right. dress to prom and people were trying to give her grief. It's like, again, that's where when it comes down to the serious point, most of the people going, wait a second, guys. Well, this I isn't, think that's what some people are doing because think about the, this isn't and that big pardon the deal. words, you know, but Halloween is, is the costumes are, we've had slutty nuns, slutty nurses, well, everything. slutty everything, right? Yeah. And, we're okay with that. We're okay with a slutty nun, but God forbid we have a slutty handmaid from a, a you know a f- piece of fiction in a world that doesn't exist except on a TV series or a book, and that's the one that people feel. Oh no, you can't well, make like, fun of that. You, you, we also talked about you know, social media having that communication impact on people. The most recent one was the Simpsons are getting rid of Apu uh, because of. The fact that he's not voiced by a real uh, Indian. Yeah, Hank Azaria does his yeah. voice. I think. So they're getting rid of him. Yeah, right. And then the but Frank, Hank Azaria's been doing it for what thirty years now. Well, literally? what's funny about it is, if I read this correctly, the person who brought up the discussion basically suggested that they add more Indian people in the show because they felt that when you have one Indian person who is a stereotypical convenience store clerk, mm-hmm. that's the problem. Is your your stereotyping? But then again, Simpsons. That, it's a sitcom. That's what you have. Well, you, you have your archetype. Every every person in the Simpsons is a stereotype. Right. That's like, what you, you have like, your archetypes. I, you know, that's when I saw that. I was like, you know, the chief of police has a pig nose, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's called Wiggum. Like, how is that not stereotyping police? Mm-hmm. But but then again, that, and that's what's kind of funny. And now they're getting rid of the character altogether. Even though there's a couple episodes about Heartfelt uh, where he starts his family and stuff. Like, I remember that episode, how Heartfelt, how all the kids he had and all that kind of stuff. But uh, but that's just an example of people trying to react to stuff that they don't really know the full... But this reaction is 30 years too late. Yeah. That's the whole... It's like, now... Well, it, well it's, a good example is the... Uh, kind of like the Roseanne bringing back. Like, mm-hmm. people weren't, weren't able to agree with what the new Roseanne was because she basically wrote the old Roseanne... In 2018. Mm-hmm. And people were like, no, 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 this isn't working anymore. Like, my favorite thing to do now is to watch any movie from, like, 1970 to 1989. And there's so much stuff that would never fly today. Absolutely. Ever. Even on, especially on TV, uh, Night Court is a great example. So, you had John Larroquette, who won Emmy. Out, he won so many Emmys that he finally took his name out of the running, going, thank you, I have enough, playing a pig, who would... Yeah sexually harass every female and we would laugh because it, it wasn't funny but it was funny because they were showing the, it's like blazing saddles it's showing the mirror to the piggishness of it yeah we laughed at him because he was a dork and and he you knew he was going to get his comeuppance but i think that's i mean that, that's just the way people are reacting especially with 
having the ability to say stuff online. Like, mm-hmm. And that's how it get, yeah, that's how it gets going. Yeah. So yeah, Halloween uh, costumes not a big deal to me. I mean, I mean, I, you can buy a giant pee pee costume, like, and there's a giant male thing walking around town. Well, here, but okay. So compare that to the female body parts that were going on in the, I've the seen, protest I've seen, the other. I've seen the large other female body parts just walking around, uh-huh. and I'm like, all right, this is the way it's going to be today. <laughs> like that's just. I mean, it's really weird. It's a yeah. weird thing, especially when you get offended by stuff. But if you're going to be wearing costumes that you know will will get a reaction, then I think you have to be able to accept your consequences of, of wearing, especially wearing like a Klansman outfit or something. Like that's just, I, I mean, you're going to get in trouble. Someone's going to be mad about it. And yeah. yeah you, uh, that's one thing. Yeah, you may have the right to do that, but you're not protected from responses as long as they're within reason. And as Dick, as you just pointed out, Someone wants to wear a clown outfit? Yeah, you got that right. But you can't complain about, well, they're shouting me down. They're not letting me in this Chuck E. Cheese. They're not. You can't. That's where your right ends. Yeah. You have a right to express, but we don't have, others don't have to, others have a right to not have to take that expression. Well, just word of the wise is don't wear stupid costumes. Unless Uh, unless you're. Well, I don't care what they say. I'm going to be wearing my slutty handmaid's tail outfit. Yeah. And you can't stop me. I can see you doing that. I, I can see me doing that too, which is really a sad commentary. Hey, so uh, Montgomery County Sheriff's Department, uh, they are, especially in the woodlands, there's been a problem, a rash of people running red lights. And so for a while back, they put cops like at various intersections yeah. to get people to stop doing that. But then they realized you see a cop there, you're, you know, you're not going to run the light, but the second you don't see the cop, you're going to go through it. So they've got some unmarked cars. They have this new initiative going on in the woodlands right now. So I'm encouraging you to not run a red light. I would encourage you anyways. But what they're doing is you've got the unmarked car with the camera. And if you run a red light, and that's even turning right on red without stopping, around, they'll get you on video and immediately send it to the other car that's around the corner or down the street, yeah. and they pull you over and give you the ticket. So word to the wise, you know, red means stop. Something I was I, to- do I told you my conspiracy theory on the toll roads. What's that? Is if your car is uh, expired registration mm-hmm. and you go through a toll road, they get notified. They notify the whoever's running the the the, the police on the road. I hope not, because I think I may have an inspired sticker. <laughs> so I'm not just letting you know. I, I, that's my conspiracy theory. It could be. But what they do in England, which I really like, and they should do it here, lights would go from green, yellow, red, like normal, but then they would go at red, they go yellow for about four to five seconds, and then green. It's like a warning going, okay, your light's yellow, you know, look and start getting ready to go. Mm-hmm. And I love that idea. They should think about it here. So, or they um, shouldn't just have people drive. There we go. Well, we'll have the... Uh, We'll have the self-driving cars pretty soon. Uh, also locally, uh, there was an incident, uh, Shenandoah at the Twin Peaks restaurant. Have you been to Shenandoah? The Twin oh, Peaks? yeah, I've been there. Oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah, I've been there one time. So it's like Hooters with flannel. No, I always call it Ho- uh, it's Hooters with visual overload of all the TVs they have there. It's true. I went to one in, I think it was Dallas, and I was with my, my family, including my mom, so it was kind of awkward. Um, awkward, really? Well, because you know, the short shorts. My mom's very old, old school and stuff. But oh, she was why, uh, how did you end up there? Uh, we were there was Biker a family rally? gathering, and they were like, again. "Oh, we're hungry. Let's go." To, uh, there's a that place is Twin Peaks. Uh, so 
we went in. And, but I didn't like the menu at it's all. It's like typical Hooters, right? No different. Everything had just the, the flavor combination I didn't like. But anyhow, at the Twin Peaks on Shenandoah, in Shenandoah, right there on 45, uh, last night there was a shooting incident. There's oh, wow. man in critical condition. Apparently this man was on a date with a woman, and the woman's ex-boyfriend got him in the parking lot and shot him. Now, the guy, the guy I think, was caught. I don't think he's on the run. Uh, but the, uh, the In the parking lot. This wasn't in the store. I be- Yes, that's, that's the news report I read. And... Uh, He's in critical condition. Hope he uh, hope he gets better. But yeah, just watch out. You can just know who your date is. I think you should ask. Hey, is your uh, carrying? All right. Bring one of those uh, metal detector things. Right. Well, speaking of which, I'm surprised they don't have that at Twin Peaks. Well, here's the thing. You start, but here we go. So in Birmingham, Alabama, there's a McDonald's, and some guy kicked in the door, and started shooting up the place. Just indiscriminately. And this is McDonald's. You know that these aren't old people. It's not like Luby's where you're pretty sure you're only going to get old people. This was a McDonald's. Well, there was a dad there with his teenage son who was packing. Okay. And fortunately, legally packing. And he engaged the bad guy. Uh, bad guy shot, taken out. Uh, the father was injured. His, his son was injured in the shootout. But it looks like he's not going to be facing charges because a lot of people, no one died. A lot of people were going to get killed by this guy. So if you have a metal detector that would have kept the dad out who could have saved them but wouldn't keep out the guy who just kicks in the door and starts shooting it right yeah. away. Well, I mean, I also think you just have a metal detector. He doesn't mean you can't say you have a permit. Yeah, here's beep, my beep, permit. Beep, beep, beep. He just lets the world know, okay, here's a man who's... Uh, my thought is I, I'm all for concealed carry. Uh, open carry, I'm, all, I'm for it, but it's like the whole point... Uh, it, that kind of makes you a target. Now, you are letting the world, don't screw with me, I've got a gun. But it also makes you the target. If there's a bad guy, you're the first one that's going to be taken down. Well, I always felt that the uh, society's transition from the Wild West lifestyle, mm-hmm. and then it became today. Because at one point here in Texas, it was like the norm to carry your gun. For well, it depends. You'd have your, you know, you'd have your high, Pasadena High School with the pickup trucks and the rifles. and, and There's a rifle and there's a handgun. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I, you just, I'm talking about like you know, in the 1800s, early 1800s. Like, oh, oh, yeah. And then we slowly became like, oh, no, we can't do that anymore. None of that, none of that. And then we're now, here we are. Mm-hmm. But Texas still has a reputation that, you know, we do, a lot of people buy guns here and mm-hmm. they hunt and they do, they use their guns. But it does crack me up that Texas was the 45th out of 50 states to allow open carry. Well, I mean, again, they, they touch on the Halloween thing. That's like, that's another stupid thing. Like, don't be a police officer for Halloween. Because? Because people might think you're a police officer. Well, you know, it depends. If, you, if you're wearing a police outfit with short shorts, then I think they're going to assume you're not. You think so? Unless you... I don't know. Maybe there's a new protocol in the... Uh, yeah, it'd be the, the bike squad. In the precinct. The, yeah. the HPD it, bike they, squad. They just the breathe better. <laughs> That's cool. So, uh, oh, this is international news. Uh, can you play, like, uh, the British National... God Save no. the Queen? No. Okay, well... So the Jaguars, you know, the NFL team, over in England to play a game in London. Oh, they did? Yeah. Can you and, imagine doing that flight and you're like an athlete? I would, I would hate that. Well, apparently to numb the pain of jet lag, they decided to go to this restaurant, bar restaurant, where four of them racked up a $64,000 bar tab, and then they didn't want to pay it. 
there was like, oh, you overcharges, and there was a scuffle, a brawl broke out, and four of them were arrested. Hey, thanks, guys, for just showing England how you know cool Americans are by racking up $64,000. And because here's the thing, the, I was reading the British press over this, they're going, these guys make, on average, $5,000 a week. So between them, they can come up. If you make up $5,000 a week. So they left the bill. They tried to. They tried to walk out on it, saying, oh, this, we're not paying this gross amount. They were stopped. The punches were thrown. Cops were called. They were arrested. Okay. Well, I mean... It happens? Yeah, well... I don't know. Well, they'd probably be kicked out of the NFL, right? I w- one would hope. So. And Baytown has uh, taken upon themselves to announce to the world that they are the second local city to ban sex robot brothels. So in case you thought, you know, ever, after being stymied in Houston, that you could just pop over to Baytown to get a little robot nookie action, ain't going to happen. Baytown said no. Because you know the the sex robot brothel situation well, in Baytown. I mean, that's, that's just... every community's biggest decision in 2018. Right. So we should. Hey, we're inside. Like, aren't we in City Hall? Can't we just pop down the mayor's office and say, "What's your stance on?" Say, I slip him a twenty. Like, hey, you know, my my friend, Miss President Hamilton here, thinks that you should allow sex robot brothels in this town. Think of the tax revenue. That's what I'm talking about, my young friend. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star. we got to take our break, folks. We're broadcasting live on Facebook. We're brought to you by Jay Silber for County Judge, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, and Conroe Coffee. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. We'll be right back after these messages. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Have a legal question? Are you a resident of Montgomery County? Call 281-645-6344 to talk to a volunteer attorney from the Woodlands Bar Association. We answer the phones on the first Monday of every month at 281-645-6344 from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. to provide general legal information and information about legal resources to Montgomery County residents. 
Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Hey, Montgomery County and online listeners. Thank you so very much for checking out Jazzy Vibes with Soul. What? You haven't done so yet? Well, you've got to tune in. Hi, I am the host of Jazzy Vibes with Soul, Miss Cece Holmes, and I invite you to check us out every Friday and Saturday from 7 until 9 p.m., where you will get the best in old-school R&B and, of course, a little smooth jazz to make it jazzy. So tune in. That's right, tune in. Every Friday and Saturday right here on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. Welcome back. Mornings with Lone Star with Dick and Skippy 1031 on the dot here at the Backup studios, the temporary studios we got going inside Conroe Tower, all six are you, floors. Are of you going to wear a slutty outfit for for you for yes. Wednesday? Yeah, like I said, Wednesday night I got to be Dumbledore. Not for uh, the show. Yeah, for the show. Yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be slutty Skippy, and basically I'm wearing my costume right now. Ooh, so no showering till Wednesday. <laughs> no, that's skanky Skippy. There's a difference between slutty and skanky. I'm Thank never you. skanky. Thank you. But we need, I need that clarification. Absolutely. So last night I was watching uh, The Walking Dead. Okay, you still watch that show? I still watch that Man. show. I've been, I've People been a, still watch that show? I've been a true blue supporter of it. It's I mean, gone through highs and lows. Every show has. I remember West Wing for about two seasons became very soap opera-ish, but then they, they, they got their snap. And I think that's what's been happening with uh, the West, uh, not West Wing, uh, Walking Dead. Man, it's been on for eight years. Uh, yeah, I Eight seasons, but technically nine years because they're halfway halfway through the season. Okay, sorry. But uh, the the last showrunner was a guy named Scott Gimple, who did a decent job, but kind of made some character changes in the show 
that turned a lot of people off. The main character, Rick, played by Andrew Lincoln, mm-hmm. kind of became wussy. He was totally dominated by Negan, who's the bad guy, and Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who's an awesome actor. And they brought in a new showrunner for the season named Angela Kang, who used the, to be a writer. These are writers, right? Well, not, no, the showrunner is actually over, oversees the whole show. Oh, okay. They're, not in the show, but they oversee they're, oversee they're the, the boss. And she was a writer in the show, but now she oversees the whole show. They made Gimple, you know, executive producer of something. And she's injected, I believe, a lot of fresh blood into the show. Uh, they changed the opening credits. They're kind of bringing it back to the comic book uh, uh, origins of it. And the big news is next Sunday, next week, is the last episode of Rick Grimes, who, yeah. you know, the the main character played by Andrew Lincoln. And for, for a while they were very coy about he's leaving the show, you know, but that doesn't mean anything necessarily. But then one of the actors accidentally slipped and said, you know, it's a death. And so they're not making a secret about it. A lot of the Walking Dead deaths tend to be shocks. You know, like when they killed Glenn and Abraham one episode, the whole, it was all summer long, who's going to get killed? Who's going to yeah. get killed? And they kill one, and you think, oh, that's who it was. And then they turn around and kill another major beloved character right there. And no one is safe on the show. But Andrew Lincoln has well, been... Well, do you think that's the appeal of the show? Because that's one thing I, I felt that the, this kind of show would be written for is they have a start and they have an end. But I feel like what it is now, it's almost like a reality TV show where they literally are just keeping you pulling the rug from underneath you every season just to keep you more interested instead of having to actually have oh, our goal is to show humanity surviving no our goal is to ha- build these characters that you like and at the end of the season last three episodes you who's gonna die that's why i think they're getting back to the comic books because they're they're still going and they're leaning towards uh you know the whispers are coming now in the comic book that was like the big bad after negan and these are people who skin the zombies and then wear the zombie skin so they can walk amongst them. And so they're going to be the next bad guys. You've gotten hints of this other community called the Commonwealth, which has 50,000 people in it. So they're, they're trying to build to it. However, with Andrew Lincoln gone, the main character, it's like try to have Star Trek without Kirk or Star Trek Next Generation without Picard. Yeah. It's not going to last long. So this could be the last season. They always said they wanted 10 uh, seasons. I don't know if they're going to make it all the way. Uh, Lincoln's doing it right. Some people leave a show like David Caruso, and it's messy. But he's like, no, let's do this right. They're, 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 they're really respectful of the fans. But watching last night's episode, they're, they're setting it up to where he's not going to make this one, I don't think. It'll be interesting to see how they kill him off. And so next Monday, I'm sure I'll talk about it because it'll be the thing. I won't give any spoilers, but if you uh, haven't seen it yet, it's on your DVR. Watch it soon because people won't be able to keep quiet about it yeah i mean i think that's again the, the show i want i like the first season because it was a neat concept but you could totally tell they didn't know where they wanted to go it started feeling like well, oh we're like, changing we gotta follow it every comic book, but we can't follow the comic book and the main character the one who's probably going to become the, the lead is norman reedus who plays a character named daryl who's not even in the comic books they created him for the yeah for and the he's show. a good character hmm? and he's a good character he's a great character and so they're trying to it's like well we we got to stay true to the comic book, but we are not just regurgitating what the comic book does. Uh, I, I, and and you're right. Sometimes you stay to the party too long. I I think how I met your mother stayed, you know, was two seasons too long. Uh, but you even see it in how they're, they're killing zombies now. And you, you hear the, the main zombie killer, Greg Nicotero, 
He's like, we've had eight years of, you know, stabbing one in the head. So now we got to come up with new ways to kill them. It is to keep the audience engaged. And I hate that about shows. But you gotta, if you just show the same thing year after year after year. Well, a bit more of, I like the, I like how they know where they're going with it. And they're like, all right, we're going to do five seasons. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all we're doing. So we're going to be able to control the arc. We're going to be able to control what each, like ending, ending of each season is going to be like. That's the British and, style. What they do, it's you get a run. It's called a series instead yeah. of a season of either six, 12, or 13 episodes. And no matter what, whoever, if even no one watches it, you, you show the whole series. Yeah. And then you determine if it's continued. So it's kind of self-contained. They'll try to leave a cliffhanger. Uh, but a lot of British series, they know when to leave the party. And that's why a lot of them, especially sitcoms, I remember in, uh, in England there was one called The Life and... The life and fall, the rise and fall of Reginald Perrin, and they had a, a comedic actor named uh, uh, Reginald Perrin. Uh, no, 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 uh, uh, Leonard. I can't remember the, the the actor's name. But the whole premise of the series, it's he's dissatisfied with life, so he fakes his own death. He fakes his suicide, and then he comes back. He changes his appearance and comes back to the same town. And the series runs for two seasons, but you see that he gets back into the same groove that he was. He's remarried his wife. She thinks he's someone else, but he's got the same job. He gets the same job back, same wife back, same problems, and he realizes he was the problem, not him. So the series ends with him killing himself for real. And they tried to do an American version with uh, Richard Mulligan. It didn't work. But a lot of British shows end with people dying, uh, Blackadder did it every season. Uh, Blake Seven, all, all these shows, they would have a definitive ending. And I think well, The Walking Dead there, definitely needs that. I, 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 they could do worse things than to start looking at where we're going to end this. I don't know if they have. They probably they never will. No, they'll have to because if they end on a cliffhanger, expecting a next season, they don't get it. There will be riots. People are going to want closure. That many people still watch this. Oh, show? absolutely, absolutely. I and, can't believe that. But it's like uh, the, the NBC show Timeless. Did you hear about that? This is the, the uh, time travel show. Yeah. And they got canceled after the first season and the letter writing campaign. They said, okay, we'll bring it back for a short second season. And so they ended up on another cliffhanger. And NBC's like, ah, you know, we canceled it. And the outrage was so much that they're actually on December 20th going to show a two-hour movie wrapping up everything. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, kind of on a cliffhanger. Fox canceled it, and NBC picked it up. Uh, you got Lucifer. I think it's canceled again, right? No, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yeah, I think no, it's... it's... No, it's, it's coming on to NBC. Okay. Uh, Lucifer, another one, where the devil finally shows the love interest his true face. It's a shocker. Well, they canceled the show. Well, there's talk about it coming straight to Netflix now. Okay. Because people are tired of, no, 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 you don't get to not answer our questions. And so, yeah, there would be riots if... Walking Dead ended without resolution. Yeah, maybe. I don't. I just not. I'm not into that show. I felt like they had no direction. They have one direction. No, I felt like they didn't have any direction after the after the second season. They're like, oh, we can't. We don't really know what we're doing, but we got to keep people we're watching. We're just surviving somehow. Shoot. JSS. Anyhow, ten forty on the dot here in the studios. Yeah. I've gone through all my headlines. Dick, Let's what take you a got? quick break. Okay, and when we come back, we'll talk more about upcoming events. We only got one more segment left. So stick around. You're listening to Mornings of Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. Connor's FM 104.5, 106.1, and of course, 
Facebook Live, Warren's Lone Star. We'll be right back. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Culture. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. What can the Better Living for Texans program do for you? You can learn how to increase your consumption of fruits and vegetables, choose foods that are relatively inexpensive and good to eat, make your food dollars last longer, prepare quick, nutritious meals, help your children learn how to eat healthier snacks, and much more. Our program is committed to helping people like you improve your health through providing research-based nutrition education in a friendly, cost-free, and relaxed environment. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. A Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for summer internship opportunities, A Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to grab the mic and be on the air. A Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world all year round. Be an on-air personality, talk show producer, or YouTube TV podcast editor contact the station at info at irlonestar.com or call the station's message line at 936-647-3776 we have the safest food supply in the world strict laws and regulations restrict the usage of hormones antibiotics and pesticides within our food supply Production agriculture practices and technologies such as the use of GMOs, which is not any more or less risky than conventional crop production, has allowed American farmers to produce more food on less acres in environmentally sound ways. Find out more online at pathtoplate.tamu.edu. 
We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make lives better. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? Putting on the ritz. Different types who wear a day coat, pants with the stripes and cut away coat. All right, welcome back, Morning's Lone Star. We got 10 minutes, folks. What? I hope you guys are doing all right we got a full lineup today on lone star community radio it is almost halloween so we talked about that hope everyone's gonna have a safe halloween on wednesday sound off what are you gonna be as for halloween uh i have a roy hobbs jersey from the natural and that's my go-to um not the natural it's the baseball movie yeah because you know in the movie he he like shot hits the home run and fireworks go off in reality it didn't happen the exact opposite happened. He died in despair and didn't hit the home run. How do you know he died? Look it up. Roy Hobbs. Look up and go to Wikipedia. Oh, you mean the actual? Yeah, the oh. actual. It's like based on a true story, except for the fact that they totally changed. It's like having Titanic where it doesn't sink. Well, maybe it was Speaking supposed to which, represent he was happy, but he was really dead. There you How go. How about that? Can Speaking we look at which, it like that? Did you hear that the Titanic 2 is actually, they're actually going to try and build it? And oh, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Hopefully, uh, it doesn't, you know, it goes well. So with movies coming up, because you were talking about the ticket stub uh, earlier, so term the new Terminator movie yeah. is coming out. They got Linda Hamilton in it. James Cameron is back on board. He's an executive producer and creative consultant. And from what I hear, they're pretending that anything that happened after Terminator Two didn't happen. So it's not like a reset of a reset or changing, you know, alternate timelines like they've been doing. It's and if you notice, that's been happening more and more. They did that with uh, with Superman. When they brought in Brandon Roche, it was basically Superman 1 and 2 happened, and then Superman Returns in that timeline. Well, yeah, we talked a little bit about the Halloween, Halloween? movies. Uh, the Halloween movie that came out, and it's basically the same uh, character from the first one, basically. And it's funny that people never thought of this before. Because they make, I think there's five Halloween movies. Oh, yeah, that's so six it, or seven. Well, I meant more of just like, hey, we don't have to, we don't have to keep it. In canon, we don't have to do it. Doesn't matter because they're again. It's a reset. It just pretends the new Halloween just yeah. pretends that one and two happened, but nothing after that. And I think that's okay. I think I, no, I, it's I, just funny they haven't been doing this before. But isn't that kind of a? I don't want to say a cheat, but it's like okay, we're we're not doing this. Let's well, just pretend this never happened. Well, for example, Star Wars. That was kind of the big reasoning behind not doing the movies right after, you know. Uh, Return of the Jedi is because technically they didn't have the ability to do it, mm-hmm. and uh, that was kind of the big influence when they when George Lucas goes, "Oh, we can create this army now because of the movie magic has been updated." But it would it would not surprise me one bit if you know twenty years from now they redo one, two, and three. It would not surprise me one wow, bit. Wow, that would. Well, unfortunately, with Disney holding the reins, I can see. But it. I but no, I think even the fans would be a fan of that. I think they wouldn't mind the updates. You know how, like, the special edition came out, except for Guido shooting first. Well, no, I mean, like, no, I think they, they'd be like, hey, we know how to make it tighter. We know what we did wrong with the first one. We'll still keep some of the characters. See, but- I, gotta, I gotta disagree, because Solo would have done so much better then, if people wanted that. No, Han Solo is uh, Harrison Ford, period, end of subject. Yeah. Well, they wouldn't have Han Solo in 1, 2, and 3. Oh, 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 you mean the the the, the Episode, bad trilogy. Yeah. Oh, when you're saying one, two, and three in my head, I was talking about the first yeah, three they, movies. No, that's New what I mean. People are okay with keeping the good stuff. 
Oh yeah, yeah. So, I'm, all, I'm all for that. Well, I mean, those, like those were horrible. Well, what's crazy to me is they were they were saying that Sigourney Weaver is filming Avatar five and six, and I'm wondering like James Cameron is pretty. Uh, from what I've understood, he's a very demanding director. Yep. And I can't imagine working on six movies with somebody, or I guess five movies. Ask they're Michael Bean. They're doing it all in a row. Ask Michael Bean, who's done almost every Cameron movie. Really? Kyle Reese. In the original Terminator, he's the... Who was he in Avatar? I don't think he was in Avatar. I said almost every... Uh, but no, he did multiple John Carpenter... Uh, John Carpenter, uh, James Cameron movies. Because well, he, he always, cause he always dies. That, that was the joke. He yeah. would always die in it. Well, I mean, I, I just find it funny that they're already filming so many Avatar movies. At least movies. They're, they're not reboots and remakes. That's my, true. my issue with like the Halloween and the, the Superman reboots or, or Terminator where it's like, we're going to pretend these movies didn't happen... After, this is going to sound funny, after my uh, first divorce, I got a letter from the diocese, the Catholic diocese that said it was annulled that basically my, my first wedding didn't happen in the eyes of the church. Yeah. I thought, okay, all evidence to the contrary. So you can't pretend it didn't happen, church. And to me, it was funny, but I'm, I feel the same way about these movies. It's like, like we're just going to pretend that Superman's three through five didn't happen, or we're going to pretend the Terminator Genesis and Salvation didn't happen. But they did. So... It's almost like you can't have it both ways. I think you can do whatever you want. No, you can, but and it's the willing suspension I, of disbelief. I, I think I'm people are willing, willing to get, let it go, especially for Halloween, the, the series. And it, you have to have the king components involved. Like, they had Jamie Lee Curtis involved, so you're good. But she was... Uh, that's the problem. Jamie Lee Curtis was involved in Halloween H2O, which had... Now it's not part of the timeline. Yeah. So you had her in. Well, I'm saying people. I'm saying people are willing to let go if you had the main characters involved. You had Schwarzenegger in. So uh, you gotta have Schwarzenegger. You gotta have Schwarzenegger and Terminator, whatever the new one is. Yeah, but he already had his big comeback in the previous one, so it's like it can't. You can't pretend it didn't exist. I think it'll be okay. Okay. I think it'll be okay. I'll watch. Well, uh, we gotta be shutting down today's show. We okay. do have some special guests tomorrow, so we'll be on at 9 a.m. We got Jody Schreier's coming back in talking about. Hope for the holidays, uh, Christmas one-time on-stage fundraiser. Uh, we're going to be learning about that. And then we'll also have Jimmy Moreland in the studio. We're going to talk about uh, some veteran stuff that's going on around town. Cool. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to be talking about that. That's all tomorrow. A special thanks to our guest today, uh, Shannon, coming in, talking about Hopeful Hearts Ministries. If you are a victim of domestic abuse or rape, there's a survivor group out there called Hopeful Hearts Ministries that helps folks out there in that situation uh it is 1051 what else is going on before we go we got a i mean we got our sponsors hey be safe trick-or-treating you know when you go out there people are pretty much aware of it notice that all the uh i remember growing up the, the, the fateful halloween where the kid got killed with the pixie sticks and it caused the big panic and you found out it was his own father yeah pulling that uh and the you know but do know that uh, this is something interesting all the fire stations We'll have or most of them will have x-ray machines. You take your candy to the fire station and they'll test your candy for you, make sure it's okay. So always better be safe than sorry. Do know that a lot of the Halloween panics over the years have been um, it's like the Tylenol scare. If you remember that, all of our Tylenol bottles are have the, the caps on them and stuff. That's because a woman tried to kill her own husband. So it wasn't a big It always you know, seems national, to be the family. Yeah, it's always a family thing. So, but be cautious out there. Uh, let us know what you're going to be dressing up as. Dick yeah. and I will be in costume on Wednesday. Yeah, we're so looking forward sure to it. So be sure to tune in and see what we come and, up uh, with. And also, uh, get out and vote. That's right. 
Our early voting is going all the way to Friday, so check out mctx.org slash election to Do see you know where you can go Do you know that there are different hours each day? Yeah, so it's all available right there, really easy to understand, and then we have, of course, November 4th. You've been listening to Lone Star Community Radio here on IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on Facebook Live. We will be back tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock, so stick around. we got more stuff coming your way. I think on, on the air next is the weekly business hour, and then we're going to have some Conroe Culture News, and then, of course, we're going to have some Nerd Thug Radio. We'll be back tomorrow morning with Morning's Lone Star. You seem the well-to-do up and down Park Avenue.